Hello and welcome to Bible Podlets. I'm Basil. And I'm Rosemary. We're so happy that you've joined us. Bible Podlets is a Bible study and discussion podcast for all ages. So we encourage you to listen together, children with parents or children's workers, and to pause the episode if you can and talk about the stories and the questions that will come up. What's that you're up to, Rosemary? Well, I'm trying to learn some information for a presentation I'm doing soon, but I'm finding it really difficult. Hmm, learning something new can be hard sometimes. I guess it helps if you're learning something that you're really interested in. Do you fancy learning something new today, Basil? Like what? Well, I know that you've always been interested in getting to know how to keep bees. So, how about you have a go at learning some information that would help you with that? Yeah, that sounds like fun. But why do I get the feeling that there's more to this than me reading up on a new hobby? Okay, well, I'm going to let you have a look at this information about beekeeping for two minutes and then you can share with us as much as you can remember so that we can test what new things you've learned. Here's the information. So you're going to have a look and we'll set the clock going. Oh, I've been given a piece of paper. Two minutes. Let's see what you can remember. Okay. Right, Basil, your time is up. I'm going to take that piece of paper away from you and let's have a see if you're ready to share what you've learned. Okay. Tell us about keeping bees. So, to start, um, <laughs> they're in a squ- you get them in a square hive. I think it's called a national hive if you're keeping bees. Um, and then... Or you can opt for a different type of hive, which is called a WBC hive. It's named after someone, but I don't know who it's named after. (laughs) I think the last name is Carr. Yeah, William Broughton Carr. Cool, right. I knew that one. Um, And what else? Uh, So you start with the queen bee and she lays eggs and she's bigger than the other bees. Um, And you have to kind of make sure that the hive is clear and that there's enough space for the queen to lay eggs and you have to keep doing that otherwise the bees won't be so happy about it uh, and they'll swarm yeah and what equipment do you need other than your hive oh you need a you need a smoke a smoker i think that's what they call it um i don't know why (laughs) <laughs> you, need, you need some sort of smoke to puff smoke around the hive to puff smoke and then the bees um, think that there's a fire and they eat the honey and it stops them from swarming around you while you're doing ah. what you need to do in there well that's that's quite handy actually um, <laughs> yes and you need to replace the honey with something else otherwise they all die in the winter sugar solution yeah. Sugar, mm-hmm. yeah and what are you going to wear um, when, you, when you're keeping your bees it's best to keep yourself fully protected with an all-in-one suit of some kind but I don't know what it's made out of or anything and a veil and you're making twinkly tats <laughs> twinkly <laughs> stars. you need gloves oh you need gloves yeah well I, I thought all that, that encompasses all-in-one I think yeah Can you not get them with gloves? (laughs) Well, I think you did pretty well there. In fact, as you were speaking, I was ticking off some of the things that you mentioned and I ticked one, two, three, four, five, 
10 things. Okay. 10 yeah. points in two minutes. I think that's pretty good learning. I've, I think that's all right. That's, I'm, <laughs> I've surprised myself, I think. <laughs> good work, Basil. Are you even more keen to keep some bees now? Um, slightly more keen than I was before. Yeah, okay. That's I good. I feel more informed. <laughs> good. <laughs> that's good news. So there's a man in the Bible who met Jesus' disciples, Peter and John. And then he had to learn something completely new as well. You're right. So let's listen to today's news story and find out what happened. Oh, hello and welcome. I'm Marie Littlejig. Our top story today, the beautiful gate beggar can walk. A man who had supposedly been disabled from birth had been walking in the temple grounds today. The irregular beggar at the beautiful gate was seen walking, jumping and praising God after a short conversation with two of Jesus' disciples who had made their headlines last week for claiming God's power had been given to them. Witnesses to the event said that one of the men, a fisherman named Peter no less, took the lame man by the hand and just helped him up to his feet. Local leaders have called in to question the original diagnosis the man received at birth, but his parents are sure the man was disabled. Joining me now is the man in question, man of the hour. Sir, now's time to come clean. Were you ever disabled? Yeah, I certainly was. Ever since I was born, in fact. Every day my friends brought me to the temple when they prayed, so I could ask people for money. But now, being able to walk is so much better than money. Oh, so if what you said is true, how can you walk now? Well, these two men came walking past me to go into the temple and I asked them for money, like any other normal day really. Then they said loudly to look at them, so I did. Then they told me they didn't have any money, but they could give me something else. Look, what did they give you? The first man, Uh, Peter, I think his name was. He bent down, he grabbed my hand, and he said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. He pulled me up and I felt strength surge all the way into my feet and ankles. And I started to walk. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing your story with us, sir. I managed to speak with some of the wee witnesses to this extraordinary event earlier on. Wow! It was amazing! All praise to God for this incredible miracle. I don't think that man was ever disabled. You can't just stand up and jump around like that after being lame for such a long time. I call shenanigans. I don't know if this is real or not, but if it is true, I have a bad toe. Maybe Peter and John could fix that for me. That might sway my opinion. Ooh, there are divided opinions here as to what happened. Many in the crowd now believe Jesus is the Messiah and have devoted themselves to his disciples' teachings. Oh, but the authorities are not believers and think that this is a movement that needs to be put to an end. One thing is for sure though, the beautiful gate beggar is now healed and he's given all credit for his miraculous healing to God. I'm a little jig, and I'll see you next time, dears.
very interesting news story for this episode. We're going to talk together about what we've heard and ask you some questions. And we'd encourage you to pause the podcast if you can and talk about them together. And then press play when you're ready to carry on listening. The man in our story today was lame. He couldn't walk or even stand up because his legs and ankles had no strength in them. And the Bible tells us that he was like this since he was born. Yeah, and the Bible also tells us a little later on that the man was over 40 years old. That's a very long time to live without being able to walk, isn't it? Yes, and I wonder if you can imagine what life would be like if you couldn't walk or even stand up. Well, we see in our story that the man was brought to the temple every day to sit outside so we could ask people for money. So here's our first question for you to answer. What do you think the man's life was like and how do you think he felt about it? The question again, what do you think the man's life was like and how do you think he felt about it? Please pause the podcast if you can and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on. The man's life must have been really difficult. There were no wheelchairs in those times, so he would have had to rely on his friends and family to get around. It would have been really stressful for his friends and family as well, having to be responsible for taking him to and from the temple every day. The man would also feel separated from the whole community, as people with disabilities and illnesses were often ignored. Yes, he must have felt quite lonely, and he couldn't have a job, so he would feel pressure to beg for money each day to feed and clothe himself. In our story, Peter and John, two of Jesus' disciples, were going to the temple when the lame man asked them for money. But Peter and John didn't have any money to give to the man. That's right. But instead of money, Peter takes the man by the hand and says, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up and walk. And Peter pulls the man up to his feet and suddenly he can stand up and walk. The man had asked Peter and John for money, but instead he ended up being transformed by the power of Jesus. We've come to our next question. How do you think the man felt after asking for money but getting something else? The question again. How do you think the man felt after asking for money but getting something else? Please pause the podcast if you can and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to continue. The man must have felt a lot of different things when he realised he could walk after 40 years of being disabled. Yeah, he probably felt very, very happy that he could now get around by himself, run, jump, dance, all the things he thought he could never do. He also might have felt surprised that this had even happened at all. It's not every day that you experience a miracle quite like this. But he may have also felt a little scared because now he could get around by himself, he would have to get a job to earn money rather than asking people for it outside the temple. But he might also have felt excited that he had a whole new adventure to go on. One thing is for sure though, he was dancing around and giving praises to God for the gift he received through Peter and John's kindness. Peter and John didn't have any money, but they did give him strength in his feet and ankles to walk. So we've come to our next question. How could Peter be sure that when he helped the man up, he would be healed? The question again, how could Peter be sure that when he helped the man up, he would be healed? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together, and then press play when you're ready to carry on. 
Peter and John now had the power of the Holy Spirit inside of them, like we heard in the last episode of Bible Podlets. Yes, that's right. Before he went back into heaven, Jesus promised everyone who believed in him the power to be able to spread the message of the gospel and to do signs and wonders. That means miracles. So Peter and John knew that because God's power was inside of them, they were able to help people who were in need. They both had faith that Jesus was still able to heal people through the Holy Spirit, even though he wasn't there in person. And they both knew that Jesus could perform miracles because they had seen him do loads of them when they were with him. Back to our story now. It wasn't just Peter, John and the man that saw what had happened. There was a large crowd of people who had also witnessed everything. The Bible tells us that the people who saw this healing felt different things about it. So we've come to our next question. If you saw the man get healed right in front of you, what would you think? The question again. If you saw the man get healed right in front of you, what would you think? Please pause the podcast if you can and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to continue. A lot of people who saw what happened to the man believed that it was a miracle from God. But there were also people who didn't believe and asked if the man was even disabled in the first place. Wow, I guess they really didn't want to believe that Jesus could heal people through the power of the Holy Spirit in Peter and John. Those people were quick to judge the man harshly rather than to see his healing as a good thing. But if there's one thing that we can learn from this story and from the teaching of Jesus, it's that no matter what we believe, we should never judge people ourselves, especially people in need. But instead, we should show them kindness and compassion. Yes, and that's what Peter and John did when the layman asked them for money. And we can also show kindness and compassion to others too. Here's our last question for today. What could you give to someone that you see is in need? The question again. What could you give to someone that you see is in need? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to carry on. Helping people in need doesn't always mean giving money. There are lots of different ways that we can show kindness and compassion and God gives us all we need to help those we see in need through the Holy Spirit. If you want to know more about the Holy Spirit, you can listen to our last episode. It's also important to point out that the disabled man who was healed today had a new journey to go on. He had to learn to walk. In Acts chapter 3 verse 11, it says that after the miracle had happened, the man was holding on to Peter and John. Even though the strength returned to his feet and ankles, he still had to learn to walk because he had never done so before. And it's the same for us when we are transformed by Jesus. When we ask Jesus to come and live inside us, we have to learn to live differently. We think of others more instead of ourselves. We are kind and not mean, and we try to live in the way that Jesus lived. And just like the man, as we are learning to live a different way, we will need the support of those around us, like our parents, friends, and people at church, to help us live and walk with Jesus. Jesus wants to walk through life with you. If you don't know what that looks like, you can pray to Jesus, asking him to show you and inviting him to walk through life by your side. And if you're not sure how to do that, then ask your adult to help you. We finished our discussion today by talking about journeying with Jesus 
So for our bit of fun this time, I thought I'd put together a true or false quiz for you featuring some great journeys from history. How does that sound? Oh, that sounds like lots of fun. You know I love a quiz. I know you do indeed. So I'm going to give you a statement about one of the great journeys in history and then you will say whether or not it's true or false. And be sure to play along wherever you are listening as well. Okay, so first up in our quiz is Amelia Earhart. Okay. Do you know about Amelia Earhart? I've heard of her. Okay, so she was American pilot. She was the first woman to fly over the Atlantic Ocean. And in 1937, she attempted to fly around the world, but she went missing over the Pacific Ocean. Is that true or false? I think that's true. It is true. Well done. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I knew she'd gone missing, so I was just hoping that all the details in that statement were right, but yeah. Very good. Good. Good start. Okay, have you heard about Captain Cook? Mm-hmm. Okay, so just so you know, Captain Cook was an explorer. And this is the statement you have to decide is true or false. Okay. In 1768, he explored the Pacific Ocean, uh, which Europeans at the time called the Great South Sea. Is that true or false? I'm going to say false. It was true. (laughs) The Great South Sea. What did you think they called it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff. Gertrude Bell was an an English explorer who travelled in the Middle East. She made lots of discoveries and found a lot of old treasure. Here is your true or false statement. Most of the treasure that she found is back in Britain and is uh, kept in our museums. True. It's false. Oh. Uh, she actually gave most of the treasure back to the Baghdad Archaeological Museum. Oh, okay. So if you're ever in Baghdad, I go check go out check the museum. Out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, very honest of her to return it to the rightful owners. Yeah. So Mary Kingsley was a Victorian explorer. And she went to West Africa searching for new animals. Okay. And the statement that you have to decide whether it's true or false is, when she was exploring, she fell into a pit of spikes, but was saved by her big, thick skirt. <laughs> well, it's so ridiculous, it's got to be true. It is true, yes, Yay! well done. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I was like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> it seems that was a like good one. it would be wrong, but yeah. yes. Cool. Well done. Brilliant. Well, that was quite tricky, actually. Um, I did like the one about the lady's skirt. She must have been really hot in Africa in a thick skirt, but anyway. Yeah. That was fun. She must have done. I've never (laughs) worn a thick skirt, so I don't know what it's like. Well, it might save your life one day, Basil, so... (laughs) I I should be careful to wear a skirt just in case I'm going through any pits with spikes. Yeah, safety first. So how did you do at home with the Epic Journeys quiz? And can you remember any of the beekeeping facts that I had to learn earlier on? You can tell us via our social media accounts. We are on Facebook at BDBE Updates and on Twitter and Instagram at BDB of E. And you can find more episodes of Bible Podlets and free discussion notes for each episode to use in children's groups at church on our website at www 
bdeducation.org.uk. But that's all from us for this episode. But we hope to see you again next time. Bye. Bible Podlets was a Blackburn Diocese Board of Education production. It was written by David Harris and Sarah Earnshaw and edited and produced by David Harris. Bible Podlets is a free resource. For more resources, visit bdeducation.org.uk.